What you're about to listen to is the old version of this show under the title Dungeon Driver. I recorded it in my car, so the audio quality isn't the best. You can start here with these mostly rough episodes, or you can skip ahead to after the first adventure series where difficulty class really starts. Either way, enjoy! What's up and welcome to episode 16 of Dungeon Driver. I'm your host Trevor Bettis and this is a show where I drive either to or from work and talk about Dungeons and Dragons using either a topic I bring or a topic question or suggestion written in by listeners like you. Uh, no car wash because I already talked to you this morning and these episodes are super short so I assume that you probably heard it. Uh, YouTube. I have YouTube. Go check it out. Dungeon Driver. Maybe I should do it because maybe not everybody is listening to all these. Anywho, thoughts for another time. Um, I'm going to do the topic today, or afternoon, because I, never mind, I'm going to do the topic. It is, uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I should probably explain. Uh, also, I I hope people check their phones to see if it shut off when there was that pause. Um, so, Marvel Cinematic Universe, what does that have to do with Dungeons and Dragons? Uh, Am I, am I shilling my own, uh, MCU, uh, uh, homebrew? No. Uh, let, let me start back a while. Uh, when fifth edition came out, I started running, uh, rise of Tiamat and the players that I had in that, um, got really into it. And, um, <laughs> spoilers for rise of Tiamat there at one point, there's a floating goddamn castle and uh, long story short, it's supposed to crash. It didn't. And it was theirs then. <laughs> So they were like, okay, so we're going to, we're going to do this. And then they just kept like, you know, they, they ride in on a giant flying castle. They become this big deal and they decide we want to become a faction of Faerun. And so they went to the, the king and all this stuff and the Neverwinter and they, they've become a faction. They've done enough stuff in my eyes that they have become a faction in Faerun they picked the name the Knights of Skyreach, and they they set down this whole thing. Now this isn't uncommon, but uh, the thing was is that the players got really attached to it, and they were like, "No, like we really love this. Like we want to we if we do another game, we want to keep that there." And so I made this promise. I said, "Okay, for um, I I will keep." The, the Knights of Skyreach there, I will keep this cannon. And that made me go, oh, I'm building my own cannon. So what this topic really is about is making your own cannon for your games. Um, and I've done this in lots of ways, even outside of the Knights of Skyreach. Um, I, the, the King of Neverwinter in my games is not uh, Neverember. Uh I, the, the king is actually my first, uh, character in, uh, 3.5. The admiral is my wife's, uh, old character and the uh, leader of the Neverwinter Guard is, uh, my best friend Kyle's old character. And I, and I just did that just to be fun, just to fuck around, screw it. And then when they did that, I set down their thing. So they're now official characters in there. And I just kept doing that. So every 
game of uh, D&D that I have done in 5th edition is all in the same universe. All of those characters exist. I reference other characters. I even have one player who, um, in, the, in Golden Pals, is playing the brother of a, his character from Tomb of Annihilation. So all of that is there, and they, they, it feels more cohesive. And it's really cool when a player who has been in older games, you know, is in one of the newer ones, and I reference an old character, and they get the smile on their face like, I know who that is. Um, and uh, the, the other ways that I've done this is I have characters who are even bigger than Faerun and show up in uh, other game uh, systems and stuff like that where they're, they're more of gods. Maybe one day I'll tell the story of Driftwood. Uh, Driftwood is one of those characters and he shows up in a bunch of other things. He showed up in the most recent game of Golden Pals and everybody that knew about him was like, I, uh, I, you don't even need to tell me who that is. I know who that is. Uh, Moose. So I recommend doing this. And it's it's good for you and it's fun for players uh, that are in multiple sessions and you can you can do this in a in a bunch of different ways like you don't have to go you know as far as I did with like changing who people are in you know important positions and stuff like that or even worrying about what <laughs> the multiverse and how it fits into your game you can just do it where like the this campaign uh, we're gonna roll new characters but it's the sequel to the last campaign and that's why I kind of called it the MCU because it is how Marvel treats it with the cinematic universe where all of these things are in the same universe. Things from different movies are referenced in there. And um, who knows, maybe one day a bunch of them show up together. I haven't even thought about that until right now. That'd be kind of cool if one day somebody's character shows up, uh, they start playing their characters again and they meet up for like an Avengers moment. Um, the, the other cool thing that I've done with this is that, uh, the first game that I ran at the bookstore, um, it was all, all 12 of those people trying out for the Knights of Skyreach. So they had people giving them like instructions. The three people that were giving those groups instructions were three of my players characters. Uh, it was Malastare, Oriana and Joyce, and they uh, the, the the kids there ended up knowing who they were and liking them. Driftwood showed up, and one kid yelled, I hate Driftwood, and that just made me feel so much joy inside because this is a character I've been using for, like, eight years. And one kid even wrote down on his sheet that he was a knight of Skyreach. I'm just like, that's freaking cool. Uh, a, a weird name that a bunch of my players made for... Uh, for a faction is now on some kid's character sheet out in the world because they did that so many years ago. That's awesome. And, uh, but yeah, going back to how you guys can do this there, you don't have to go big. You, you can start off small. Um, and I know that some, uh, some groups like keeping the same characters and, in that regard, you're always doing your own canon. And so I understand that that's, you know, that what I've been talking about here is like, oh yeah, of course you do that. You know, everything's always connected. 
I do kind of recommend trying out new characters and, but keeping that, that same canon because it, it makes the world feel lived in. And not only that, for those players already lived in, it's familiar to them. They don't need to be explained something in recent events because they were there for it. Um, if I have, you know, anybody from my first game in there, if I say, uh, you know, when the cult of dragons tried to raise him, I don't have to go into it detail about that. They're like, oh yeah, I was there. I, I, uh, player helped kill Tiamat, not this character, but you know, I was there for it. So, and the, the other cool thing is that you can have, uh, when you have new players come in, uh, the old players are the ones explaining what happened. So you're, you're not the one sitting there, you know, blabbering on about the, the stuff that you've come up with in your head. This has already happened at the table. Your players are excited about it. They'll explain it. I've had that happen more than once and it feels really cool when players are the ones telling their character stories as and that is the history of what's going on in your game um you know what i'm gonna i'm gonna slip in uh uh another topic in here because it made me think of it just now that topic is character moments and you know this ties into what i was talking about slightly so um Try and do as many character moments as possible. And I don't mean like put the spotlight on somebody or something. But don't forget to let players do cool things from time to time. Like, yeah, have them roll dice, you know, see if it happens and stuff. But sometimes if they come up with something so ridiculously cool, fudge it, let it happen. Because it's always, it's way more interesting for a player to take a story away from the table and tell it to other people and tell it at other tables than it is for it not to have happened. And just been that like, that would have been cool. if. So don't forget to let that happen. And especially like with the canon thing, like if you let those things happen, that is building legends and myths in your story, you know, it's real. That player knows it's real. But, like, when they sit down at the table and they tell a new player, oh, dude, we went to this mountain that was, like, you know, it was a volcano, and we took down Tiamat. She rose from the Nine Hells, and, like, we we killed her, and she got sucked back in, and our backup plan was to throw a bag of holding in a portable hall. Sorry, that's still pent up. You know, that's, that is something that happened. That That isn't, you know, totally there, but, like, it's be, it's going from word of mouth now. Like that is a legend of your world. And yes, I am using uh, Faerun and all this stuff, so it's not technically my world. But I've done enough to it that it does feel like it. Um, I will do another episode at some point about world building to give you know some tips on how to do that um, for people that don't want to use Faerun. And but still, like it, actually, let's go. Let's talk about that real quick. If you are building your own world for a game, your games are making the history. Like, you, yeah, you've done a lot of world building and stuff, but your players are now in that world making the history, and that should—that's how it should be. If you're gonna if you're gonna world build your own place, you shouldn't think of it as just the place where your players are running around. You should think of it as this is a living thing 
with history that is being built every session. And that's going to be cool because if you keep that world and you keep going with it, uh, you know, you, you're the one that came up with that world. You're the one that, you know, wouldn't shut up about it at first. But after so many campaigns, your players are going to know that world. Your players are going to be telling the stories of that world. And then it's not just yours anymore. And that's, that's super freaking cool. That's amazing. And that should be a goal that you should, should think about shooting for. Now, I'm not going to tell you to do things because I'm not your real dad. But you just think about it. Just give it a shot. Um, and with, if you are running it in Faerun, if you want to keep it straight as D&D writes it, that's totally cool. You can 100% do that. No one's going to give you crap about that. But look at little things that you might be able to change out and put your own twist on. Uh, maybe uh, instead of Silverhand being the open Lord of Waterdeep, somebody else is. And, you know, maybe maybe you just maybe you just slot one of your old D&D characters in there because you really like them and you want to play them again, but you just want you want them in the game. But then you got to sit there and go, okay, but how did they do that? How did they become that? Like, yeah, I just said, you know, Jace is, uh, my first character is the king of Neverwinter. I know how that all happened. Uh, Neverember was there. Uh, he's not a good guy in my canon. Uh, or I guess he isn't really either. But, it, you know, I know all the stuff that happened in there. It doesn't matter for the story, but I know how it happened. And so think about that uh, if you just swap out one little thing. And that starts to build little uh, little parts of the story that you can slip in here and there. Because if you're doing like drag, uh, Waterdeep Dragon Heist, maybe there was some big kerfuffle that led to your character being the open lord of Waterdeep. And that is, you know, rumors and whispers that get spread around or even somehow has some influence on the story, um, which is why your players might end up, you know, talking to them. Uh, right there, that, that right there is world building and, and storytelling and a thing I highly recommend to do. Um, so sit down, think about it, maybe give it a shot. Um, but I, I can't, I can't gush enough about how good it feels to have your own canon that you keep going. There is one downside to this, which is for me where I have trouble thinking about rerunning campaigns with other groups because I'm like, no, no, they got to be in the same world. That's already happened. So that, that's something I'm struggling with. That I'm sure I'll get over at some point uh, or I'll just be terrible and be like, all right, this is a parallel universe with new canon. And I, I just, who knows? Who knows? Uh, okay. I have talked on it at length about that. I think it's time for me to shut up. Uh, let's see. Uh, it is, uh, Friday. So, uh, no shows for, uh, tomorrow and Sunday, but I will be back Monday morning. I almost said we again. I got to stop doing that. There is no we in this car. That would be really weird, especially if I'm talking for 15 minutes, the other person just sitting there. Well, I guess that's kind of what you're doing. Anywho. Um, but yeah, I'll be back, uh, Monday. Uh, hoping to have more stuff, uh, to announce on Monday, uh, as far as like, uh, formatting of the show, uh, and stuff like that. I'm going to try and work on that. Oh, wait, Monday's a holiday. Oh my God. Okay. So I'll put up on Twitter, uh, what the schedule is going to be. I'm still going to try and do shows on Monday. We'll see how that goes since I'll just get up at 6am and drive around my neighborhood for 15 minutes. Um, but yeah, 
pay, uh, look, look out on Twitter or Instagram, and I'll I'll post something about what's going to be happening with those shows. Uh, you can do that on Twitter at Dungeon Driver or on Instagram at Dungeon Driver Podcast. Uh, and you can subscribe to both of those. You can or you can follow both of those. You can subscribe to me on any podcast service you might like. And if I'm not on one that you like, let me know, and I will do my best to get on there. Uh, please write in with topics, questions, and suggestions, and uh, I, I can pretty much guarantee you'll be on next week. Uh, but until next week, I still don't have a sign-off. <laughs>